You're listening to Transform Squadron, a podcast by ZoneBase.org. ZoneBase is a site about robots, monsters, and misadventure. If you find yourself saying, hey, what does that even mean? Go check it out, man. www.zonebase.org. My name is Rob, and it is Thursday, July 20th at 9.20 a.m. as I am recording this. That is not my normal recording schedule time. Usually I do this on a Monday morning. However, I have found myself really pressed for time this month. It's been kind of a weird month, and, you know, it's not all been bad. It's not like super hectic or anything. I just find myself not having time to do things. And when I do have time to do things, I I don't want to do anything. But be that as it may, I am finding time to record this episode. You know, it's, it's the end of July. It's July 20th. And I am in peak Code Orange mindset. Code Orange, of course, is the term used by Halloween fanatics such as myself for these summer months when Halloween merchandise starts slipping out into store shelves. We say Code Orange because there's, hey, guys, Halloween stuff, you know. And it is just, it's peak Code Orange season. Halloween is right around the corner. and If you know where to go, there's places to get Halloween stuff right now. I'll get into that that in just a little bit, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of talking about Halloween a little bit because it's the end of July. You know, August is like in two weeks and starting in August, right at the beginning of August is the annual zone based Halloween pumpkin spiced mayhem non-stop three-month-long Halloween party. Let me find a couple more descriptive words. Uh, Descriptive words. But that'll be starting soon. And, you know, just in case you're new to the site, like you haven't been reading this for years, or this is your first Halloween on the site, what happens is every, just about every day, there is a Halloween post. I say just about every day is because, you know, I I don't really post much on Saturday. <laughs> you know, I, I have like a kind of a, uh, a scheduled post throughout the week, you know, and those weekday posts, there will be Halloween posts for every post, meaning that not only will I be covering Halloween stuff, I'll still be doing normal content. So there'll be a normal site post, and then there's a Halloween post. Normal site post, Halloween post. Get it? Okay, cool. The reason I say that is some people might think, oh man, what are you what are you changing formats? Where are you talking about different stuff? It's like, no, man, I just really love Halloween, but I don't want to completely abandon the stuff I talk about normally anyways. It's just double content, man. There's double content. I go nuts. And everyone seems to like it. I know it's kind of presumptuous to say everyone seems to like it, but I've been running this site for a while now and if it's one thing i have noticed people really like halloween content on the site they just they just do i love doing it because i love halloween it's my favorite holiday but numbers don't lie and my traffic like goes way to crap up you know if i was a more organized person or a better content producer Maybe I could do Halloween all year round. And I kind of get close to it as is, I guess. But yeah, Halloween is coming up. Now I've got kind of a uh, thing going. Somehow I have started getting known for producing or uh, posting more obscure Halloween content. But like every year I get asked at least once or twice, where do you find this crap? And that's kind of become a point of pride for me. Like, I'm really proud of the fact that I can just pull out something Halloween from like 40 years ago that you might have never seen. And I don't, if you ask me how I do that, I don't know either. I just, I just have this very useless skill. Like, I'm the worst X Men, you know. Wolverine has those claws. Nightcrawler can teleport. I can find a, uh, 90-year-old Jiffy Pop commercial with Dracula. I, I mean, that, it's just what I do. But 
this year I I wanted to really really come out guns swinging like you know there's there's some stuff I will repost because some stuff's really good and I just want to talk about it again you know it's like I'm like the way I go about this website is we're enjoying our hobbies together that's that this podcast is an extension of that we're enjoying our hobbies together me this is me talking about this is something I like and I'm assuming you like the same thing, you know, that that's what I'm going about. And so with the Halloween posts, we're having Halloween fun together. You see what I'm saying? And, you know, I did halfway to Halloween and I posted more nostalgic stuff. And during Halloween, I'll, I'll post more traditional stuff too. Like there's stuff I will always post like every year, like some of my favorite specials, whatever, or there's some stuff I might revisit every other year or something like that you know there's stuff i will revisit some stuff that's like straight up nostalgia but then like it's three months <laughs> you know i i gotta i don't know just like i have this way of finding odd local commercials for some television market in like a small town or whatever i just i, I just find them you know so and i've been working on this for a while like i it takes a lot of work to do three months worth of Halloween posts. And I don't mean work like using a jackhammer on concrete and hundred degree weather in the sunlight. I mean like site work, you know, I got to gather this stuff. I've got to come up with these things and all that. And I've like, as of this moment have like all of my content ready to share with you guys. And I'm really looking forward to it this year, not just because I love Halloween, not just because I look forward to this all year and it's like, it's my favorite holiday or whatever. As far as content goes, I, I kind of feel like I've outdone myself. Like as far as stuff I'm going to be showing you guys, like there's a handful of things that I've, that I'll be re-showing like they're, you know, my favorite Halloween special, stuff like that. There's a couple of those that I've, already talked about before the rest is all stuff i haven't you know and some of the stuff i discovered you know like i mean like there's stuff i discovered looking for these things and it's just it's really fun for me and i i'm looking forward to showing this to you guys i'm looking for us all having halloween fun together so and and you know for some of these things that are like 30 minute specials what i mean there are like movies that i could post but i don't post because I don't expect you to watch a movie on my site, <laughs> you know, you know, and, and, and if, you know, these little, little commercials or little short sick segments or whatever, yeah, you can watch it on my site, but like these episodes of, t of TV shows or whatever, follow the link and watch it in your own time, you know, watch it on your TV on your own time. I'm showing you, Hey, this is available. So you don't have to sit there for 30 minutes and watch. I'm, I'm I'm making sure it's a surprise, not telling you, but you don't have to watch this old show's Halloween episode on my site if you don't want to, but I'm showing you, Hey, this is there. So you know how to look it up later, you know, but I'm really looking forward to this. And I'm going to get back to the code orange stuff in just a second, because that's, that's kind of what I want to talk about in July here on the site. Cause we're leading into next month in August. It will be not only the start of the Halloween party on the site, this podcast will have three consecutive Halloween episodes in a row. Uh, the next, the next episode in August will be the first of this year's Halloween podcasts. So thanks everyone for listening, but I will still be talking about robots, monsters, and misadventure. If you're so inclined, if that's what you're here for, I don't mean to make this sound like a bigger production. Than it is. I'm just excited. I love Halloween so very much. Um, but you know what, let's, let's talk about some robots for a few minutes. You know, I, there's this old Takara robot line that has been brought to my attention several times in the past few days. Like, you know how you find yourself thinking about something and like the universe brings more of it to your attention somehow magically that has happened. And what happened was I was, I was thinking about bot bots. I really liked BotBots, the little Transformers line. I, a lot of people did too. It ran for a few years and I don't know if it's officially over or not, but there doesn't seem to be any more new ones coming out. So I'm guessing, I'm guessing the line has ridden off into the sunset 
for the time being. It was a fun little toy line and a cool cartoon that they made for out of nowhere. That cartoon, you know, I guess that cartoon was kind of the swan song, wasn't it? Like you had some new toys with it and the cartoon and I guess that was it. But it was a good cartoon, you know. <laughs> Pardon me, I don't mean to stall here. I did something weird on my tablet that I record this with, and I was just staring at my screen like, what is that? <laughs> but I've gotten rid of it. Somehow I had raised the keyboard up on the screen. I don't know what I pushed. I was like, go back down. I need to find my record button. But back to the subject here. So I was thinking about those, and you know, you can't think about bot bots without thinking about McDonald's uh, food changeables. In fact, that was like one of the drawing things to bot bots initially was their similarity to the McDonald's food changeables. And that was just a great happy meal promotion. Just those are great, cool toys. They're fondly remembered for a reason. They were really neat, but that's not what I'm here to talk about today. I'm just saying like, this is how the chain of events started for me to come from one thought to another. And that's that it's like I was thinking about bot bots and I was thinking about food changeables and another toy line that's very similar was brought to my attention several times, several different groups. It's like the universe wanted me to talk about this and it's so cool that I just, I have to, you know, like I need to. And that line would be by Takara. It's called Telemoka, excuse me, Telecoma Senshi, Telecoma Senshi or it's a lot more, if you Google it up, you'll have better luck Googling Telecoma Warriors. Uh, since she essentially translate, inst, translates to Warriors, so Telecoma, Telecoma Senshi or Telecoma Warriors, both is the proper name. You know what I'm saying? Uh, this is a line by Takara that happened in the mid-80s. Uh, for, like for like a year or two, maybe three. I don't think it ran for a very long time. Uh, I feel like it ran from 84, 85, maybe 86, maybe longer, maybe lesser, but I feel around that time frame. And what, what Telecoma Senshi was, was a line of transforming food products. You know, they, they were bigger than a bot bot or a food changeable, you know, like a food changeable is a small toy. And a bot bot's a smaller toy than that. These guys were a couple of inches big. I, I want to say three inches, four inches. I may be wrong. It's been a while since I've seen one in person, but they were considerably larger than a bot bot. However, they looked like them. And when I say as they had the same uh, silhouette overall, like the same sort of transformation schemes and all that, they're, they're they're almost like they were spiritual successors, you know, like, like in another world, bot bots are current telecom, telecoma senshi toys. Like the, the, the transformation transformations are very similar. Like you, there's ones of them that look just like shrunken down telecoma warriors. Um, you know, if you know what I mean, they're, 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 they're that similar. And one of the things I really liked about BotBots was that they were so similar to older style robot toys. They had the same proportions and transformations and stuff like that, you know. And hold on for a second. You know, guys, you're probably used to me having my TV on mute in the background while I'm recording this show. And right now I'm watching... Uh, my DVR recording of AEW wrestling from the night before and John Moxley just threw Kenny Omega on a bed of nails. That, you know, I know this stuff is fake, but that looked like it hurt like hell. Good grief. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Um, but bot bots had that old schoolness to them and they were small. So they're kind of like, they're like micro masters that turned into hamburgers and like scissors and cameras and stuff, you know, it was really neat. Um, but they were so, and that's why I really liked them, but like, man, they telecoma since the point I'm making is so similar to them that it's, that's scary, you know? Um, 
they had different different series. They had some that turned into like cups of noodles and that type of foods. They had ones that they called like Drink Man series where they turned into cans of sodas. Like there was a like a Pepsi can, a Mountain Dew can, a um, I don't think they were branded. I think it was just like a uh, similar enough that they didn't have to get a license, but it was clearly supposed to be Mountain Dew and Pepsi. Um, there was one I think was branded that was like a, a can of coffee. Um, uh, those those little cans of coffee that are sold in Japan, often through vending machines or convenience stores. When I say cans of coffee, I don't mean like I don't mean like the prepackaged Starbucks or Dunkin' Donut coffees we get here in the States at convenience stores. These are, they're, they're small cans. They're about the size of those mini cans of Coke or whatever you can buy. They're like about that size. And the coffee mixture in them is like got like a lot of milk and sugar in it. It's like the sweet little drink. And it's really good. If you ever get a hold of one, trust me, I love them. Um, there's one of the popular brands of that. Um, one popular brand of canned coffee over there is Georgia coffee, um, which is made by Coca-Cola. And I think it's just a straight coffee drink, not the milk coffee like I'm talking. I think this this brand I'm thinking is like OKC, something like that. I don't know what it stands for. But it's a can of that. I, I want to say all the drink man ones are the same mold just with different decos, but I could be wrong. They could, they, they might have different heads. I, I guess that's still the same mold, but I think the heads are different. Um, there's like the book man series where they, they turn into books, you know, they're, they're really neat. And they also had Keshis. Uh, I, I, I love me a Keshi. Uh, I think I've made that clear, but there's a lot of, uh, these made into Keshi toys as well. Like you get them, I, I want to say you could get them individually, maybe through coin machines or purchases like that. But I, I, if you look them up, you'll see lots of box sets of them where they're available that way. And it's really cool. And I don't do, I do not know what the fictional setting for Telecoma Senshi is, but a lot of those boxes I'm talking about would have like a little, a little small comic depicting, uh, depicting some of the characters interacting with each other and usually they'd be fighting like it'd just be a direct one-on-one fight and a lot of times they would be depicted on the boxes and all that in some sort of wrestling match in fact there was a wrestling ring play set available for them there's a wrestling ring play set and a i keep hearing about a shopping cart uh available for them but i've never seen the shopping cart but i have seen the wrestling ring so i don't know if them being wrestlers were was a it's kind of funny I'm talking about wrestlers while I'm watching wrestling, but rest them being wrestlers. I don't know if it was just like a side story or a main focus that they were wrestlers, or maybe it was just a uh, aim of the Ke- the Keshi line that they were wrestlers. You know, Kanuka Man or a uh, Muscle, which, whichever you call it, was really popular at the time. So I wouldn't. Wouldn't blame them for sort of uh, following in their footsteps there a little. So I'd, I think the Keshi most definitely were pitched as wrestlers more so than the robot toys, but nothing's really stopping you, I guess. Basically, what I'm saying is I think in some settings they're wrestlers. I don't know what the fictional setting was. I don't know if they really had one. I don't know if they had one more than, hey, these are cool toys, and they would just kind of have their cross sells of them being an adventure. You know, a lot of their advertisements have like, like there's one with, a can of the soda ones and all that at the beach. And then there's ones of them just doing things. So I think the wrestling was just a uh, expression they would do time for time, especially since they made that wrestling ring, sort of a nice, nice catch in cash in on muscle, you know, muscle or Kanuka man, whichever you call it was really popular at the time. I think it's Kanuka human. I think I'm saying it wrong, but I've always said Kanuka man. Um, you know, it was really popular at the time. It was the mid-80s WWF with Hulk Hogan was taking over the world. Wrestling was huge at the time, so it's understandable why wrestling had such a uh, such a presence there with this line. But it, 
You know, it works. If you got a robot that turns into a cup of noodles and you want him to fight another robot that turns into a can of Mountain Dew, a professional wrestling ring is a really good setting for that, if if you ask me. And I don't think you did ask me, but let's just pretend you did. But those are really neat. I wanted to talk about them for a minute just because it, it came up a lot. <laughs> You know, I, I I don't know a super whole lot about them. I've never owned one. I, I've seen a couple in person, like at old bot cons. When I say old bot cons, I mean like the, the 3H days. And those days were, man, it was just a different convention. <laughs> you know, I remember seeing them there. If you, seeing them, people bringing them up recently in various robot groups made me just Google them up and look at them myself. You can just do that. Google it up. Telecoma Senshi, Takara. Make sure you put Takara in there because you might get a, might get like a Toyota truck. <laughs> but yeah, either look up Telecoma Senshi or Telecoma Warriors and hit that images because you're not going to see a whole lot on them. You might see a blog post or two. You, you might find this podcast if the keywords get spread enough. Um, which you'll find a lot of uh, listings on eBay and stuff, and they are expensive. They are not cheap to get. Um, but it's free to look at pictures, and you can look to your heart's content because there's so much. It's funny, for them not having a whole lot about them on the Internet. And, you know, Google searches are only so good. So maybe if you knew a better way to look, you would be able to find more because a lot of, a lot of those uh, Japanese fan types use Yahoo blogs. They use Yahoo blogs for a lot of their stuff. So maybe if you know how to search uh, Japanese Yahoo blogs, you might find more, you know, it's funny saying that because when I was, it took me a while to make zone base, uh, you know, it's just a fan blog, but I'm really proud of it. And it took me a while to make it. And one of the things when I say it took me a while to make it is, I sat on the domain for like a while, like zonebase.org was just like in my ownership for quite a while. Um, like I, I think it was like a couple of years where I just had the, the main site before I finally bought the domain. Like I had built the site, the very basic skeleton of the site. And I just kind of sat on it for a while cause I, I wanted to get it right. And then, and then there's like self doubt. Sometimes you just kind of doubt yourself and I, I can't, do this you know i can't i'm gonna i'm gonna make like one post and then give up on it you know i had that going on a little bit you know so but when i was coming up with it i i was gonna make it a yahoo blog because i figured you know this is a toy blog you know yahoo blogs in other countries are full of toy blogs. So I figured this would be perfect. Uh, but I, I went for another platform, which is maybe for the best. I don't know. Um, but that way I just kind of talked a lot about nothing there. What well, basically what I'm saying is if someone is really proficient at searching Yahoo blogs, you might find more about them. Lord knows Google isn't useful for finding Yahoo blogs. So it may be there, or if you know a lot of toy bloggers, a lot of Japanese toy bloggers, they, they might have more to say about it, much more informed. You know, that's, I don't use Twitter much anymore. Like most of my posting to it is cross posting from other apps, you know, just sharing, like I'll share my zone based posts there and maybe share something from Instagram or whatever. But for the most part, I just kind of lurk on Twitter now. I, you know, I, I don't want to be one of those guys that just sound like I straight up abandoned it for another app, but threads is more of what I wanted all this time. I, I've always liked Instagram uh, better and that's not a slam against Twitter. I'm not hating on it. It's just, I liked Instagram better and I wanted, I wanted status uh, stuff like the status reports and all that. And with threads, that, that's what I got. You know, threads isn't perfect by any mean. It's still new. Like it's only like a few weeks old at this point. And they're working out bugs and coming up with things like features and stuff. It's stuff you take for granted, like follow, like only reading your following feed, stuff like that. They're still working on that. But, you know, now that threads is a thing, I, I am using that much more heavier. So if you want to find me on threads, that's at Robo Rob Springer on threads. If, if you want to check that out. But, you know, I still look at Twitter. 
I still like to read Twitter because I follow a lot of toy bloggers, a lot of from other countries and all that. And that's super interesting for me. That's super interesting content. And there's a lot of those dudes there. And reason I'm saying is those are the dudes I think I would probably find knowing about Telecoma Warriors. So that that's, I'm thinking out loud is what I'm doing, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying is if, if there's gotta be someone that knows more about it than me, it's a super interesting subject. So if you're curious about it, go look it up. If, if anything, Google search it, look at some of those images and you'll see what I mean. One thing I think is cool is if you look up, uh, a lot of those, you know, you'll see the packaging pictures and there's a lot of their character art. They got really great character art on the boxes and stuff like that. And this is the Keshi and the Transforming Toys. All of them have this great art. And one thing I was noticing is, and maybe it's the same artist, a lot of them look like Mega Man villains. Like, you know, Mega Man's uh, Robot Masters he fights. A lot of the box art looks straight out of the Mega Man uh, artwork. So part of me wonders if the same artist worked on both. And I wouldn't be too surprised if they did. You know, it's a, it's a very, very good possibility that some of those same artists worked on each on the other, other brands. But it's very, it's very cool to notice that. It's just, it's cool to notice that. That was stupid. <laughs> it's, it was just a, it's a really cool line is what I'm saying. And so many people brought it to my attention that I just could not not talk about it but speaking of things to talk about let's talk about code orange for a little bit code orange is going on right now and and when i say code orange is going on right now i don't mean it's like an event what i'm saying is it's like some stores start carrying halloween stuff in summer i'm talking about june from like June going forward, some stores start stark stocking their Halloween stuff, but it's not all of it all at once. Not by any means. Like your big stores like Walmart, Target, you know, drug stores and all that. When they start stocking Halloween stuff, it's, it's the candy corn. It's, uh, the, a couple of things, the Halloween makeup or plastic things show up first. And it's like a little bit light by a little bit. Then next thing you know, like, there's a ton of it everywhere. Well, it's kind of the same idea, but it's like home decor stores and like Michael's. They start getting the stuff in summer. At home, um, Joanne Fabrics, Michael's, Home Goods. These are some of the stores that really, really get a ton of the stuff. And it's really super cool because some of this is nicer higher end stuff like you know you go to you go to walmart and get your um you get that little paper fold up spider thing that you put on, that does the honeycomb thing it's awesome but like it's it's probably gonna last you a year or two some of this uh more like i'm talking about like stuff made of porcelain and wood and all that like a little more heavy duty stuff you could really probably have the rest of your life assuming you don't drop it and break it uh really nice stuff and it's kind of an indicator too of how things are going now there there is like holiday style guides that come out every year that a lot of these companies go by by for a while to be the trends and all that and Every once in a while, I'm fortunate enough to get a look at them. Usually these are things you need to be members in certain like clubs and unions and groups and stuff to get into like for these professionals, these who work in this industry, they have access to it. Every once in a while, I've been fortunate enough to get a look at them and see the stuff in like, say, January and be like, oh, so that's going to be the trends this year. And then sure enough, it. It is, you know, and I, I didn't get a chance to see that this year when, and I'm kind of glad I did because it's kind of a nice surprise to see, see it for yourself in the store. Like, oh, this is what this year is going to bring us. And the past couple of years, like vintage has been a real big theme in Halloween uh, stuff. When I say vintage, I mean like old timey thirties, forties, fifties style stuff has been everywhere. And so far what I'm seeing this year, it's still there, but much more downplayed. I've noticed uh, uh, one of the big heavy themes is like a more gothy type look, like a Victorian Gothic style 
uh, presentation. Like there's like a medieval fantasiness to it. And uh, like I said, Victorian styling or that, that kind that kind of look, there's a whole lot of it. Uh, Bath and body works, you know, they're another big player in the seasonal game and they, they, they're in on the code orange stuff too. They've, they had their pre Halloween sale on their website last weekend. My wife bought a good bit of stuff, uh, here in a few days, they will officially launch it in their stores. My wife will be there. (laughs) Usually I go with her uh, to, to hold the basket while she just throws candles and lotion in there. Um, there, they have a much more of, of that classical Victorian style look this year, you know, that is definitely a central theme in this year's Halloween styling. And another I've noticed is rustic looks like, you know, there's always a bit, always a bit of rustic look in the Halloween styling as in, because you know, there's, there's fall and autumn decor and then there's Halloween and they kind of cross over a little bit. Cause you know, orange leaves and pumpkins and scarecrows are, are like they're on both, you know? And so there's always a little bit of rusticness, uh, in Halloween stuff, but I've noticed a lot more of it this year, a lot more of that, uh, rural rustic look. And you know, how a minute ago I said the vintage old timey stuff seems to be on the way out. But I, that's not teetotal because the the rural rustic I'm kind of finding a hard way of describing it any other way kind of plays into that you know it's like it's still kind of old timey you know and some of that vintagey stuff is still out there and you know those big stores like Walmart and Target and all them they're not going to really have their stuff out till right around Labor Day. So I don't know what they're going to be bringing to you yet. Well, that's not true. I've seen a good bit of Target stuff and they kind of, they always kind of do their own thing, but Walmart, Walmart's like the biggest retailer. So, you know, we'll see what they do. They're going to do their own thing and it'll be a hit no matter what. But I've, I have noticed a lot of the more of the rustic styling and I dig it because it looks great. And it's, it's, it's old timey, but in a different, different style. So that's pretty cool. You know, you came here for robots and you're hearing some hearing me talk about old-timey pumpkins. <laughs> but that that's all out there now. So if you're nuts like I am and Halloween's really your thing, go to your local at home. Go to Joanne's Fabrics. It's there. You know, and your store may be different than others. Each each store seems to go about different. Some stores still haven't got theirs. It's funny how it works. It tends to start around June and like a little bit by little bit. Like my at home had like some Halloween candles. Like they had they had had some pumpkin candles and they had like some of the bleeding candles and some skull candles and I was like all right cool that's a nice little taste of Halloween and summer and then the following week it came back and there was like couple more things and then i came back another week and i was like one or two more things and i didn't go for like two and then i came back and there was a whole lot of crap it was like i was like not a whole lot of crap but a good amount of crap and then i came back and there's even more crap it's it's fun last weekend uh the missus and i we spent too much but we went out and just did early halloween shopping and hit a bunch of stores and bought a bunch of stuff and we had a great time so if it's your thing, this is a super fun time uh, to do it. You know, I I live in Georgia, and summer is really miserable here. And one of the best things about this Code Orange is that it's a reminder that summer will end. <laughs> summer summer's days are, are are limited, and we're already celebrating fall because man, it's hot and it's nice and cool in fall. <laughs> But yeah, Halloween's around the corner. Like, yeah, right about two weeks from now. I don't know when you will hear this episode of Transform Squadron. Probably not uh, for a few days till it goes up. Uh, but in about two weeks as I'm recording this, the posting is going to start. And if you want some of that Halloween flavor right now, there's places you can go and buy 
use some Halloween stuff. If you don't have any money, just look at it, you know, just enjoy it. Bask in Halloween as it's there. Cause it's fixing to be everywhere <laughs> uh, soon. And if you go to zonebase.org, there's going to be a whole lot of it. Yeah. So I hope you guys like it. Cause well, you know, I don't have to say, I hope you guys like this I, I, at this point. I know you like this cause so much more of you come out for it than you do my regular site content. So thank you so much for that. Now there's one more thing I wanted to talk about this month and I'm going to get out of here. And this is going to be a brief subject. Um, you know, what I was saying with the telecomi, telecomi, goodness, telecoma senshi. Um, it, it was like, I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it and the universe just kind of brought more to me. This is a similar thing. I was, I was watching Headmasters. I was watching an old episode of Transformers. That's redundant. They're all old episodes. It's like 30 years ago. But I was watching an episode of Headmasters. And, you know, in the Western world, a headmaster is a very confusing thing. You know, you have the robot and then you have the Nebulon partner and the transformer was a transformer prior to becoming a headmaster usually. And then they become formed this partnership with usually a Nebulon and that the Nebulon transforms into their head. And then when they turn into a car, say if they turn into a car or a jet or a tank or whatever, but let's just say a car to keep it simple, the headmaster becomes their pilot. And fictionally that's like a binary partnership, two minds coming to two, two brains working as one, that sort of thing. And, you know, one thing I always think about with, uh, with headmasters is how similar they are to Diaclone in that you got a little robot driving a vehicle that becomes a big robot. You know, the little robot's the pilot. And I was like, and then, you know, a couple of years ago when Hasbro and Takara and all that did Titans return, which was a return to headmasters just called something different. They played with that more. You had cities, you had individual, they, they called them Titan masters instead of headmasters. But it was the same gimmick. They would transform into a head, but they would have like, you could buy individual ones that would come with little vehicles that would turn into things for them and stuff is, very diaclone, very microman. It was such a similar thing. And it, mentioning that, you know, I said, um, I was referring to how the Western world handles it. Well, Takara, for the Japanese end, they're a little more simple with it. You have the headmaster who turns into a head, and that is the robot. That is the character. The body is a transtector. That body's called a transtector. And the transtector is just a blank body that turns into a vehicle that this headmaster unit pilots. You know, the, he turns into the head and he's got this giant exosuit to walk around in. And he's got the vehicle that I'm saying he generally, um, <laughs> but you know, the little pilot figure can pilot. Once again, that's a lot like Diaclone, isn't it? And I was just, I kept thinking about that because, and I just, I've, I've, I've always thought about it. Like, man, that's kind of like a return to Diaclone in so many ways, isn't it? That's what I've always kind of thought about. And then, you know, I was just like, transtector. Well, right when I was thinking about this, a per, you know, I was talking earlier about how I like to follow and read all these toy bloggers on Twitter. Well, there's another dude. There's another dude on Twitter who I follow. Um, he's just a wealth of information and he also posts in, um, in some Diaclone groups on Facebook. I, I think Diaclone genome project. If you're on Facebook and you don't use Twitter, check that group out. If you use Twitter, follow this guy, Necronomitron at Necronomitron. Um, and he, he, a lot of stuff he posts on his Twitter. He posts also in Diaclone genome project. Uh, dude is just a wealth of information when it comes to Diaclone, Microman, Transformers, everything. Just 
such good stuff to learn. Like, like part, part of what makes this hobby so fun is that there's never, there's like an, it's like a never ending source of information. Like there's always something to learn. You may think, you know, it all. And then something else unravels. There's something else you didn't know. And, you know, the older I get, some of the stuff I've learned over the years kind of fades out of memory. You know, things like life, <laughs> life's more important than your hobbies. You know, you, you enjoy, your hobbies are so is something you enjoy. Your, your real life has to come first. And so stuff like your career, your family, your spouse, and all that. You know, your, um, your medical needs, all sorts of things, uh, will may will take precedence over some random micromaster from Argentina's name, you know? So some of the stuff you, you can't remember everything. So some of the stuff you might relearn is what I'm saying, but there's always something new to learn as it's, it's always interesting. Like just when you think, you know, everything like we thought up until a few years ago, I think the collective of Transformers fan community thought we had it down as far as the Hasbro Takara relationship. And then a few years ago, um, information on the Mysterians came out and, and here's this whole new fold in the creation of Transformers. And we're like, so that's, that's why wind charger has an M on his belt. <laughs> I thought it was a Microman. No, that's it's Mysterians. You know, why is Mysterians man? I Google it, you know, look, go look it up on the wiki or whatever. You'll, you'll see it's so interesting. There's always, and, and really, I'm just saying that so, so I don't get off track, <laughs> track here. Um, but there's so much cool stuff to learn. And this Necronomatron guy, uh, he, he posts some really cool stuff. He'll tell you stuff about Diaclone and Microman. That you, you, you probably didn't know. You might not have known. And, there's like translations, uh, story pages and mangas and stuff. Dude is just a wealth of information. And I'm not just talking about how cool he is just for the sake of how cool he is. That day when I was watching that headmasters and I went back to that thought process of man, that, that's a lot like Diaclone. And for the record, I did this with Armada scavenger too. I was like, man, this is kind of Diaclone like and, you know, of course, it's because Dakara likes to reference their past products a lot. You know, that that happens. But there's another fold to this. And I don't think it's meant to be a straight homage to Diaclone in the lines before it. But the, the similarities you can't ignore. But that word, transtector. Does it sound familiar? The word tector is short for protector, okay? Well, that makes a little sense, but you know what else use Tector? A lot of other things. Um, but that well, I was there thinking, like thinking about this stuff, and I see this post by Necronomatron pointing out past uses of the word Tector. So I'm gonna talk about those right now, if that's okay with you all. You know, the word Tector, um, short for protector, gets a lot of use. In um, Henshin Cyborg, specifically uh, Neo Henshin Cyborg, I believe, they had the Neo, Neo Tector. I'm sorry, I had to pause my recording. I kept, I kept hearing something, and I want to go look for it. I think my, my cats were getting into something. But uh, Henshin Cyborg had the Neo Tector, and Microman had the Shining Tector. See, these are all that that little cyborg armor piece that the micro man would wear around their belly, like your micronauts have. That's that's the shining tector. That's you know shining protector. You know the trans tector that the headmasters had were tector suits. You know protector. It's very cool. And in Armada, let's talk. I was talking about uh, scavenger for a minute ago. Uh, the sky boom shield. That that combine minicon combiner, uh, what uh, shield? I was about to say weapon. Uh, in Takara, it's called the Cosmotector. <laughs> Once again, which makes sense since it's protecting. But the Cosmotector was also used in Ultraman. You know, that's something that was pointed out from that same post that he was pointing out all these different uses of the word Tector. 
He also had Tector gear. You know, Ultraman had Tector gear and Cosmo Tector. Um, it's just really cool to me how such a simple word got reused so many times in cool stuff. And a lot of these are related. You know, without Hench and Cyborg, you wouldn't have Diaclone or Micronauts. And without that, you wouldn't have Transformers. So that little chain of similar terms for similar-minded devices, I think it's cool. So here I am thinking about the Transtector and that universal synergy I was talking about earlier. This cool wealth of information posts about other uses of the word tector or protector. I found that awesome, but yeah, follow him. If you're still using Twitter, I know a lot of people still are. It's, it's, it's not, it's not the giant popular, uh, forum, uh, format. What would you call it? Net social network. Twitter's not as huge as it used to be, but still has its users. Like I said, I still like to read it. Um, Give him a follow, Necronomatron. Or if just, I don't feel right putting out his real name in public, but Diaclone Genome Project uh, on Facebook, he posts a lot of the same stuff there. Wealth of information. Super, super cool stuff to learn, you know. Um, I don't know if you learned anything listening to this, because I just talked about stuff. Um but that's, that's kind of what this podcast is, a podcast audio equivalent of my site. Um, sometimes better than others. I think I was a little all over the place today. Um, but that being said, I'm going to get out of here. I am going to get out of here and see what my cats have gotten into, and then I'm going to sleep. I'm very tired. I, I worked last night. I, I work from Monday to Friday usually, and I... I need to go, but I need to go to bed. I'm going to watch my little exercise video and exercise along with it. And then I'm laying down, but thanks each and every one of you for listening. You know, this, this podcast transform squadron is a production of zone based.org, which can be found at www. Don't forget the W's zonebase.org. Uh, but this podcast, Transform Squadron, while it's produced by me, it's not hosted by me. It's hosted through the TF Radio Network. And that can be found at tfradio.net. It, it's in the name. And Brian Kilby, the owner and proprietor of that site, would really appreciate it if you would check out the various means and ways to support his network available. And all that information is just available at tfradio.net. Once again, myself, I'm Rob. And like I said, you could this this podcast is a production of my site, a fan blog, zonebase.org. It's about robots, monsters, and misadventures. I talk about Transformers a whole lot there, and I talk about other stuff like Godzilla and Halloween and like He-Man and stuff. But you, you listen to this podcast, you're listening to it right now. It's, you get it. <laughs> I also can be found on Instagram and threads at Robo Rob Springer. That is a stupid name. That is a stupid name. And that's why I use it. Uh, a very long time ago, I would change internet names very often because I could never settle on one. And after a while, I kind of just wanted to go by my name. And around that time, I had a friend who would make fun of me. Uh, and, it, and one of the ways I would be made fun of is singing the Spider-Man theme song, but it wouldn't be Spider-Man, Spider-Man. It would be Robo-Rob, Robo-Rob. And then we'd like make up all these ridiculous, uh, lyrics like vomit, cheese in solid blocks and stuff like that. And I just was signing up for somewhere and I was like, ah, screen name, uh, Robo-Rob. And that's where it came from. Cause I just wanted to go by Rob. <laughs> so that Robo Rob Springer, that's, that, that's me. Um, it's a stupid name and I've often on used it for a very long time. I I've used other names in the meanwhile too. I just can never settle on anything, but find me on threads and Instagram. And I suppose Twitter, if you're still using it, 
but fair warning, I, I just kind of cross post stuff from other blogs these days and read stuff, but you're welcome to follow me. I'll follow you back. You know, I don't know if I'll go back to using Twitter regularly. I, I don't, I can't predict the future. Maybe I will. Maybe threads won't work out, but right now I'm enjoy. I still read it. So if you only give me a follow there too, please go ahead. I'll follow you back. I don't know where to go from this. Thank you all for listening. I'm really tired. I need to go to bed. I'm watching Garfield right now. Between this recording, I had stopped a recording and I done finished my wrestling and I've got it on the Garfield Pluto channel, which I watch a whole lot. <laughs> I need to go to bed. <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening. I'm very tired and I'll be back next month. Uh, with the first of this year's Halloween episodes. Please check it out. Check out the first week of August. Halloween will start on Zone Base. Be yeah, I I need to go to bed. Thanks, everyone, for listening. See you next time. Bye. Yeah.